welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and welcome, because this is episode 95, where we're talking Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars for the Super Nintendo. Well, this kind of makes sense. The remake just came out, didn't it? And I decided, well, it's finally time I actually play this game, because I've been so excited to play this game. I was never able to get this, because guess what? We, in England, and also in Australia, never got this. It never came out, and whenever I've tried to get it on emulation, yes, I've tried to get it on emulation, it's just not been possible. Now, apologies, this didn't come out the day before. I had a stinking migraine during the night, which meant I wasn't able to get up at 5 o'clock to do the recording, so, yeah, that's why it is, and I had to cancel another recording. And I think I've kind of been pushing myself a little bit too hard, as you know, the YouTube is now back on when I'm doing retrospective videos, and I'm doing a lot of recordings, um, so it's kind of getting me down a little bit. But I shouldn't be down, because today, today is my birthday! Yay! I'm now 37 years old, literally kill me now, get the gun, finish me off, it's disgraceful. But my own daughter looks at me and goes, wow, you're old. Thanks, Hiccups, I really appreciate that. So this week I am joined by the ever-lovable Captain N, my Discord mod who likes to literally bring chaos to me, thank you very much. And he's now got his own podcast called The Retrotopia, he does with um, Storm Beagle. They both do that on a weekly basis, so go support that as well. You'll go support all the guests of our show because it's really great that yeah, you can give the time to come on my show, and so we should be supporting them. Right, if you are just here for Super Mario RPG, go half an hour down the road, and you'll go straight to that, roughly. I say roughly, but we try and have some fun. Let's just get these plugs out of the way first. Wherever you listen to this show, please give it a five-star review. Tell me I'm great, tell me I'm crap, tell me this is the best Mario RPG podcast you've ever heard. Follow me on x.com, ret4 slash RetroWarsUK, and repost any updates. I'm also on YouTube at RetroWarsUK. Please go over and just give that a like and subscribe. It really helps, and hopefully we're on the way to 1,000 subscribers and we can actually start getting monetized for this. If you want to do help support the show financially, you can do on patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, where you could get top 10s, modern day game reviews and gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, well, considering we're talking Mario RPG, I'm going to be talking about the remake for episode 68. So this is my thoughts on Mario RPG. And I finally got to play as Gino. You know, after all this hoo-ha of played Gino for Smash. Gino's the best guy in the world. Everyone loves Gino. Okay, I finally got to see it. I don't agree that Gino for Smash. I can understand why I can understand why people want him, and I can understand how he fits in extremely easily. I, I say this in the main episode. I can. He he fits in more than Mallow. Because of his guns, it just makes him like a long-range character. Easy. And that was episode 68 and me talking about Mario RPG for the Nintendo Switch. Next week, well, it kind of makes sense for episode 69. Nice. 
we're going to be talking about the Game Awards that recently came on. And basically what won, not everything, because I don't care about the esports stuff. We're going to talk about what won and also kind of some of the bad stuff that happened on there. Yeah, there was a little bit. Um, so also to let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a charity called UK Game, sorry, Get Well Gamers, which is a UK charity that provides games and consoles to 150 children's awards across the UK. So far, we've raised about $9, which I know isn't much, but one day I hope we can make this grow and we can start donating games and consoles directly. If you do have any old games you don't want to have any, you don't want anymore and you want to donate, please go to the link in the description and you can send it directly to the charity. What you also get for your money, you get the chance to access our own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, take part in 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, a DLC, or comment on a game of the week, and I probably won't be able to say your names correctly. Right, let's get into our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can ask me pretty much whatever you want. First up, our guest Captain N says, Finally, a comment section. Yeah, it was a bit late, I'm sorry. Danger Danny of Dundee, has there ever been a game that you disliked when it first released, but a remake changed your opinion? Yeah, I was trying to think about this one. There's only one I could possibly say, but it's a bit of a cop-out, but... Just hear me out on this, because I'm still playing loads of games at the side at the moment. I'd probably say, again, this is a cop-out, Resident Evil 2. Now, for those who probably have been following the show, they probably know I've not played the original Resident Evil 2, and I still haven't played the remake of Resident Evil 2. But I think because of my love of how the Resident Evil franchise has gone, I, I saw, and I do have sealed, I'll probably get to that really soon, actually, the remake of Resident Evil 2. And I really want to play that. And then, because I really want to play that, I then really want to play the original game as well. I want to give both a fair shake. I know that's a bit of a crap answer. I know that's not really a, the the answer you want to hear. But I will say, when Resident Evil 2 first came out, I, I wasn't interested at all. I wasn't. Like, Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, 3, they weren't my jam. I didn't get involved in the series to Resident Evil 4. And even then, I've never gone back and played the original 1, 2, and 3. I played the remake of 1, but I've never played the remake of 2, the remake of 3. So I'd probably say Resident Evil 2. And that will get an episode of the show one day. And I haven't got anything to hide behind. Whereas when I did Resident Evil 1, I was able to play the remake. I did that with my brother. So I'm going to have to actually play the original Resident Evil 2 when that one wants to come back to the show. Because we haven't done Resident Evil for a while, actually. Yeah, we've only done Resident Evil 1, haven't we? So yeah, we are due for another Resident Evil game at some point. So I'll have to probably give that a go. Raging Demon says, Daniel Von Carrollberg. If Captain N, oh here we go, if Captain N is on a train travelling 120 kilometres per hour and has $118, how many video games can he buy in an hour? If Storm Beagle is travelling in the opposite direction at 70 miles per hour, I'll give you a hint, it's not fucking many. Don't look at the back of the book and I will know there isn't one anyway, so you can't cheat. What do you mean? What do you mean? First of all, you say 120 kilometres per hour. And then you use 70 miles per hour. So anyone who's American, their brain is already smashed. Okay. So 70 miles per hour, right, is roughly about 113 kilometers per hour. Okay. So they're quite close. Is it? I think I think it's like around around that. Okay. 
How many video games can he buy in an hour? Well, it, it depends. Well, it depends. No, you say it's not fucking many. It all depends on... I'm not looking at the back of the book. You're not, you're not giving me an instructions here. If you want to go triple A, well, then he could probably buy one or two. But it depends if he wants to buy a collector's edition. But if he wants to go to Nintendo eShop, he could probably buy a piss ton. They have the games like that for $2. Because like 95% off anime girls. Go nuts. And so what? If Storm Beagle is travelling the opposite direction, what does that matter? They're not gonna you've not hinted they're gonna collide or anything. He's just travelling in the opposite direction. Storm Beagle could be off to a strippers for all I care. I don't know what he's doing. Are they gonna collide? You've not made it very clear. He could be travelling to Timbuktu. They live in separate countries, for God's sake. So they're not gonna be meeting each other. Well, you know what, Raging Demon, that's the weirdest question you've ever asked. Weirdest question, and I when you next come on the show, we'll have a chat about that, because that makes absolutely no sense. And Storm Beagle, if you do go to the strippers, don't spend too much money. Cost you an arm and a leg. Not that I'd know. Chris Copleen says, Chuck's certainly dud. What beer are you drinking, or what beer should you be drinking? Oh, this is... Look, okay, so... When I'm here, mostly in Australia, I drink uh, twoies. Feel like a twoies. Other beer is available. Um, you've got to say that. It sounds silly as that. Um, that's why I mostly drink is, is twoies. When I'm at my uncle, um, he drink, he gives me Coopers. And he's like, you need to roll the can before you get it. I don't know why. I've never heard that before. But he insists you've got to roll the can. When I'm back home, my favourite beer is Carlsberg, Carlsberg Export. That's my favourite beer. I don't know if you can get that anywhere else in the world apart from UK. I just love drinking Carlsberg Export. Um, what you shouldn't be drinking is, is Carlsberg. Blah, 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 blah. Absolute piss. I do like Heineken. Uh, I don't, And it's not a place I can get round here. Uh, I do like Peroni. Peroni is like a, a big favourite of mine as well. It's weird when I went to Rome and they had different types of Peroni. I wasn't used to that. I was like, what? Just just standard Peroni. But there's there's loads of different versions. And yeah, Peroni, Peroni Heineken and Carlsberg Expert are my favourite drinks, my favourite beers. But normally I'm drinking um, twoies. And I will say, do you know what? Heads up to the wife on this one. So when we first um, went to Australia and we absolutely loved it, we drank a lot of twoies because that was all my uncle had in the fridge at the time. And I absolutely loved it. And I couldn't get it in England because it's an Australian drink. And my wife, um, the Queen, for my birthday once, brought over some twoies. And I was like, oh, well done. Well done, love. I love you. She's such a good girl. She's such good fun. All right, that is our letter section. Thank you very much, guys. Let's move on to our new section, which we call Patch 95.0. Patch 95.0 is our new section where we've been looking at what's been going on in the world of gaming and I give you my thoughts. Okay, the big one is obviously the Game of the Year awards and Baldur's Gate 3 took the big one. That one Game of the Year. I can't even say if that's good or bad because I've never played Baldur's Gate 3. I barely know what it looks like. So, yeah, the internet can come at me and say, oh, it's an absolutely amazing game. You should be playing it, but I can't support that i can't deny that because i've never played it so well done everyone involved in Baldur's gate 3 
I'm going to assume it was the worthy winner. Uh, but either way, I know that game has sold really well and has had really positive reviews. So, well, well done. I am made up, though, that Street Fighter 6 won Best Fighting Game. Very made up for that. Although it's going to be interesting who's going to win it next year. I assume that's going to be Tekken 8. But wait and see. But I'm going to go a bit more into depth, as I said, when we do DLC next week. Uh, about my thoughts. But yes, Baldur's Gate 3, you should be Resident Evil. Uh, well done for you guys. Okay, so the other big news. GTA GTA 6, the trailer finally dropped and the internet broke. I think it's like the most watched video or the quickest to 100 million views. Jesus, it looks good. Like We didn't get any gameplay. It was mostly story stuff and the world that they're going to be living in. Bloody hell. I, I don't understand how the console is going to be able to cope. It looked so good. And it was using a lot of modern day events, which I liked. I think there was a scene with an old woman standing there with two hammers. And that is like a parody of something that actually happened in real life. There's the Joker guy. He's been parodied, although he's now trying to say I'd want a few million because you took my likeness. And it's like there's a bit with a, an al you see a gator coming out of a pool. That was parodied out of real life. So I like how they've done that. And it's very easy to put in. I love how like the beaches look absolutely incredible. Like, the screenshots comparing it to GTA Five. I know, I know, you can easily say that the game is like what fifty, twenty, sixty, one hundred years gap, but still, I don't care. But it is an absolutely beautiful world. I really hope when this game does drop, and it's not drop until next year, I don't think that is it next year or is it twenty five? No, I thought it was twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's still it's still going to be a while yet. But if that's how good it's looking now, great. And I'm I'm glad that they... Pro I, do you know what? I kind of am glad they are saying 2025 because this game looks like it's going to absolutely be huge and it's going to destroy the console You know when it comes to how much data it's going to be able to load. That's one of them. Keep it in the oven. Even if they said arguments that we get to 2025 and it was meant to be the beginning and it's going to be the end, fine. No problems with that. Keep it in the oven until it's completely ready to be done. And... I sure, like I'm not a fan of GTA, I never have been, but even I'm looking at that going, wow. I Again, we need to see gameplay because that's only cinematics at the moment, but either way, the world just looks absolutely incredible, and I'm all for it. Okay, now I'm just going to go into something else that's happened. We I've been a bit of an update at the story, and that's with The Completionist. Um, So... For those who don't know, basically what had happened, the completionist and Gerard how basically found out by two other YouTubers, Carl Jost and Amudahara, that the, his charity, the Open Hand Foundation, had withheld um, nearly over $600,000 worth of donations, and it had been 10 years, like a cumulative, and nothing had happened. They basically called him out, and also looking into the actual finances, potentially suggesting there had been criminal matters that had happened. Well, the completionist and Gerard has finally responded. He has basically come out and said that $600,000 has now been donated, which the has, which is great. Great, and we'll get on to that in a minute. He refutes anything has been done illegally. He just said it's kind of been mismanagement, and he has now taken himself off the board. The Indyland won't have anything to do with charity anymore, and he then is threatened lawsuits against Carl Joss and Mudahara. He didn't mention their names, but that's who he's insinuating um, for basically some of their thoughts. So, look, 
this is going to be my final summary over this until the IRS do an audit because they will. They, they, Gerard's even said, bring on the audit. My final thoughts are this: I, I'm glad the money's been donated. I am finally happy that money has been donated. However, that should have been done a long time ago because. The problem is there's inflation, so that money does not actually have the same value it did years before, and it could have helped people years before. So it also kind of feels like, yes, you've donated this, but this has only happened because your hand has been forced by Carl and Murahara. There's No one is ever now, unfortunately, going to believe you that you magically now found an organization and oh hey ho it just coincides with this investigation by the two of them no one's ever going to believe that and the well is forever tainted your reputation is in tatters i genuinely believe you are in a bit of trouble even your apology speech was so lawyered it was incredible because it took so long for you to come out if you'd come out like really within the first few days and said yep 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 we'll, we'll get a video out you know straight away completely understandable we'll have a video we'll get it all together but you didn't you stayed radio silent for weeks it just people are going to start assuming stuff the longer it goes on i also don't like how you kept saying that you're sorry if you've seemed to have misled people well you did mislead people just for the simple reason that you said it was going to these charities when in reality it wasn't so by you saying it was going to these charities whilst receiving more donations is very, very sketchy and very, very scummy. If, again, you come out and said, we're still waiting to donate to one organization, we're working with different people to work out who is the best beneficiary, no one would have said anything. This would be a moot point, but unfortunately, you didn't. Going after Carl and Mudahara in lawsuits is insane. I don't know how you could even go through with that, but I don't know how that's going to go. Carl is going to do his own video in the next few days. Mudahara has already come out with his response, and I'm not going to go into that because it's nearly an hour long, but I've watched it. Um, they're basically bringing on. <sighs> Look, as I said, this is going to be my final update about it because I think we'd, you know, it's going to be a lot of back and forth now between them, and I'm, I'm not getting involved in that YouTube drama. But the only thing I'll say is that, yes, I'm glad the money's donated. It was very badly, poorly handled. You shouldn't have anything to do with charity at all anymore. I think your name is tarnished, sadly, and your reputation has taken a huge hit. Uh, Gerard, I don't know what you're going to do to get that back. I know you have your followers, but it's still pretty shitty that you did keep hold of it and you have admitted that you've done that. So, yeah, I think we'll leave it as that for now. If you guys want to follow it, go watch the Carl Jots videos. Go watch the Udahara videos, um, Udahara videos on Some Ordinary Gamer and watch the completionist apology and then you make your own decision from there and then we'll talk about this more when the order has been completed all right sounds fair enough when we go from there all right nintendo cancelled this is more sad stuff nintendo cancelled nintendo nintendo cancelled japanese esports events following threats to staff and spectators now they've actually come out and said that they've received relentless threats targeting the spectators attendees and staff and nintendo live 2024 so they've had to cancel it which is shit. This is meant to be starting in January 2021. Who's been threatening them? Like, that's bullshit. Why? I can understand why Nintendo have had to stop it, but why have they been threatened? I could actually like to see, I know they're not going to release it, but what the threats have um, entailed and why these people are doing this. 
Because that's just shitty. All that does is just ruin it for normal people who just want to have a bit of fun. What a shame. We can't have nice things, can we? Oh, God, I'm about to go another rant, aren't I? Listen to this. Street Fighter 6 fans, and this is me included, call out Capcom for awful monetization after out three prices out three, three prices cause uproar. So they do. So basically, Street Fighter have released their outfit three patch. So each character can have a third outfit. Now, technically, well, I suppose it is the third outfit. I was thinking different colors. No, that doesn't count. This is the sketchy thing. Cool. It, it's great. They can buy it. But each outfit is available for 300 fighter coins. Now, 300 fighter coins, that's their currency. The problem is... <sighs> Street Fighter and Capcom only sell their fighter coins in bundles of 250, or they can do 610. So, but the, but the bundle of 250 is 399 or 499 American dollars. So, that's not going to buy you one costume. So, you're automatically a you automatically have to buy 610, which is £9.49 or $11.99. God know how much that is going to be for Australian. So you automatically... That's going to be about 20 bucks. Shit. Bollocks. That's going to be really annoying. So you basically have to... You're forced to buy two costumes because you can't buy one costume. That's shitty. That's really really shitty and the problem is is that capcom and they're not selling that out three outfit three that's a mouthful isn't it as a bundle so it'd be good if they sold them all as a package and then it's at a discounted price they're not doing that so if you want to if you're a real you know street fighter fanatic and you want to buy all 18 characters you'll need five five thousand four hundred fighter coins and that'll set you back 80 quid or a hundred us dollars that's more it's more than a game. That's outrageous. That is absolutely disgusting. I know that Capcom needs to be paid for their work. I'm not saying that. But that's a lot of money. In reality, they should be able to have one costume at one price rather than, you know, you've got to you've got to spend you know, that $11 to get the 610 coins. That's bullshit. Cuz I only want one costume. I want camis. That's all I want is to get camis. But I suppose I'm going to have to get camis and Ryu. And that, but I still think that's really scummy. They're making me pay that. Well, they're not making me pay that. But if I want access to them, it's a lot of money. And Capcom, this is not the first time Capcom, we've mentioned this on the show. Look at the TMNT thing, how much that was going to cost. I argue that was because of maybe the cost with Nickelodeon to pay for their licensing. So God knows when the DLC more DLC comes around. Like, how much is this going to cost? Because they're only on DLC Wave 1. And that's set to end next year. And then DLC Wave 2 will come about. I know inflation's an issue as well. That could be also picked at. But bloody hell. I think Capcom, they're so close to Cap God start status that they just need to get themselves sorted. They really do. And in more crap news, the final bit I'm going to talk about... Final Fantasy Tactics Remaster has been denied by the series creator. So Matsuno is basically says, currently there are no plans for remastering. Also, you have to convey your request to Square Enix, not me. Thank you for your understanding. Well, don't give me a remaster then. Give me a freaking remake. Give me something for Final Fantasy Tactics. Everyone's screaming for this. If they just put it on the shop. 
Let's play War of the Lions. Let's play War of the Lions on Nintendo Switch. Jesus Christ, let us do that. That'd be awesome. But no, I'm not going to get that fucking... Cause... Oh, dude, because I want to cover Final Fantasy Tactics. I really do. But do I just have to suck it up and go, right, I'm going to have to play the War of the Lions, which is still a bloody good game, don't mind. Or do I wait? Because you know what's going to happen. I will start playing Final Fantasy Tactics um, for the PSP. I've got it for the, I've got it from Evita. And I start playing it for that. And then all of a sudden, oh, look, the remake's coming out. I'll be like, bullshit. I'll be like, bollocks. But what episode do I start doing Final Fantasy Tactics Remastered? So many questions. What episode do I do it? When do I start playing it? And who do I invite on? To do that. Which guest wants that? God knows. Alright, okay, that's the end of our news section. Let's get in to our free section, which anyone could play, which is called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh Stick It Up Our Jinjo is our free section which anyone can play and I want to hear about your frustrations, your wins, what have you been doing this week. Now I put the message out a few days and I've started getting the replies in which is really good. So I've got three and I've got some more for next week. Don't worry anyone who said something, I've banked it. It all goes on a document and I will make sure I read them out in the future. So Daniel Fernando Gil Garcia, there's a, I think that's Gil Garcia but it's still a mouthful. Frustration and win. That, came, that campaign of Smash Bros. Ultimate. For example, the battle for 9 volt and 18 volt spirit. Incineroar, an Animal Crossing villager using a Gallagher item to get you out of the arena. Even worse, a yellow cowboy helping them. I win after 40 or 50 tries. I've done the Smash Brothers Ultimate story mode and I can understand that. Some of those challenges were absolutely ridiculous. It's stupid how hard that can be. The problem when you fight that one is that, so you've got this little cowboy doing this. I can't think of what game is in assist trophy and he's just firing away. He does so much damage. You've got to get rid of him first. Get rid of him, you know, whilst trying to dodge the villager and Incineroar, which are pains in the arses. And there's also an item firing around, which you need to grab. And what it does when you fire it, it basically like sucks up the enemy and takes them off screen. If you can get rid of Cowboy Man first, that's the tip. Then start using, get hold of that item, you can win. I tried many times doing this, and I feel your pain. Yeah, I agree, 40 or 50 tries. There were some of those challenges I had to do exactly the same. I was using either Pikachu or I was using good old Pokemon Trainer when I was doing this shit. Fuck me, it was such a hard game. I'm glad I did it, but oh god, good old Smash Brothers. Bring me another one. Does B.E. Alejandro, my dad was in town for three months. I could not game like I wanted to, and it's been very frustrating. See, as I finally got a PS5 with Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Baldur's Gate 3. He just took off back to Iowa today. I bet you're made up, aren't you? Bye, Dad! Three months. I know what that's like when I had the mother-in-law. See, it's difficult. Like, I, my dad was here for a week recently, and it was great. But at the same time, I couldn't do any gaming. It was just impossible because it's a bit rude. Sorry, Dad. I know you're here for a week. I'm just going to start playing, you know, Super Mario RPG. See you later. Um, although, he did buy me that. I was so happy he bought me that. Um, 
But yeah, with when it's three months, oh, that could be difficult, can't it? It was easy when I had the mother-in-law here for three months because I was like, bye. I love her to pieces, but I was like, bye. It's not my mum. I don't have to do anything. It's like, yeah. And I suppose when you got those games, you're like, oh, I want to fucking play. You're just going to become a hobbit now, aren't you? Like, there's a hobbit going, I'm playing my video games. Leave me alone, world. I don't want to see anyone. That, that's going to be you for a few days. And Ethan Brist, Brist, Bristow? Bristow? Every time I try and play a game I want to play on Steam, it needs to update for two hours and I no longer have the time to play it. <laughs> Isn't that the fucking way? I remember when I've got Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time. I was so happy and it's like, installing 50 gig. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. What ever happened to the days we just put a cartridge in it or a disc in it and we just went? What happened to those days? Like, just the dead, aren't they? It's absolutely dead on arrival. It's fucking ridiculous. No, I feel your pain. I think that's just modern day gaming. I think, also, I kind of think that's an us issue. We know this is going to be a problem, so we should be installing this shit the big moment that we start the day. Like, go to work, let it install, come back, and it's done. Then you can, we actually can go and play fucking gaming. Ridiculous. How dare they want to install these big games on our systems? All right, that is our free section of Stick It Up With Ginger. Let's go into our final Patreon section, which we call Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Now, Survive or Die is where we get two games, characters, franchises, pretty much anything. And we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is sitting there dressed in an earthworm gym suit armed with Shao Kahn's hammer. And he gets to smash one of their brains out and one of them gets to live to fight another day. This week, as we are talking about Mario RPG, well, it kind of makes sense to talk about the two extra characters that were introduced for this game, Gino or Mallow. Gino, the puppet, well, the spirit in a puppet, I should say, and Mallow, the cloud person who uses electricity. Both of them have their own controversies, both of them have their own fans, but which one of them should live and which one of them should die? Now, I have my own thoughts, but I want to hear from you guys, and I can have my arm twisted. First of all, Captain N says, I'm going to have to have Mallow survive. People put him down, but he is your companion right from the beginning. He has heart, he has character, he is strong if you take the time to level him up. Just kidding, fuck, who'd save Mallow? He dies. Gino survived, let's move on to the next comment. Ho ho, oh you got me in there Captain N, I was fully committed. Oh, I was fully in there, I was fully engrossed, you had me, well done sir, well done, oh you tricky devil you. Raging Demon says, everyone was hoping they would both stay dead by the sound of it. If it wasn't for Nintendo polishing old games and charging people full price, us, the Saturn Smut Squad, would not be forced into such a decision. Mallow dies. Shut up with your Saturn Smut Squad. It's the Smut Squad. That's who you are. If you want to be on Patreon, you become a Smut Squad member, not a Saturn Smut Squad member. I have to keep reminding you people that. That's two for Mallow. So Mallow's already losing this argument because we only got one more than Chris, and he says both these characters kind of suck. Which is why they aren't in Smash. I know people love them, but come on. You don't need them after you have Bowser and Peach. However, Gino sucks so much that even when even there there was a massive fan sorry. Gino sucks so much that even when there was a massive fan campaign to get him in Smash Brothers, Sakurai didn't want him in. Mallow doesn't get any love, but that means I pity him. Mallow can live. 
you know what? I'm going to be the same. Mallow can live. <laughs> and I'm going to go for the same reason Chris says. Jesus, there is a, such a big campaign. Gino and Smash, Gino and Smash, get Gino and Smash. Fuck Gino and Smash. I understand why people want him in Smash and he'd easily fit in. But fuck Gino and Smash. I want Crash Bandicoot in Smash. I want Lara Croft in Smash. I want Knuckles in Smash. I want Amy Rose in Smash. Let's put more Sonic characters. There's plenty of other characters I want ahead of... I was looking at Sonic there. No, no, you, you're fine, Sonic. My Sonic folded. You're fine. You, you're in Smash. You're doing quite well. So fuck Gino. And Mallow, he wouldn't work at all. He'd just be like a Pikachu, like a loftier Pikachu. You bet Kirby mix a Pikachu. It ain't going to work. It would not work. But yeah, either way, Mallow... I barely use him. I barely use him. You don't. Once you get Bowser and Peach, there's no point. You, Mallow just sits on the bench going, Yay! Go team! Go team! He's a little spectator because he just fuck all after that. But yeah, just for the sake that I'm fed up of Geno fans, but get him in Smash. And I'll be, oh god, you imagine when the next Smash Brothers comes around. We're going to hear it all over again, aren't we? We just, you know we are. Fucking hell. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for playing. What have I been up to? Uh, yeah, I've been busy at work. Very busy at work. I had my first um, get into the office at 2, finish at midnight for an assessment, which was like, oof. Like, that's not that's not normal. It really isn't. Um, but it was just needed to be done. I, had, I played some tag archery for Christmas or Christmas party at work. It was good fun. I really like tag archery. I got into it a little bit too much. I started you know, hitting people with the bows, got banned a few times, and my freaking pants ripped. Literally during it, I split my shorts, so I had to literally leave the venue, go in my car, go to the nearest shopping centre, walk without even looking, recognising or even acknowledging anybody, just walk straight forward with confidence as I've got this big split up my arsehole. That's not my crack. Literally everyone could see my underwear. It was essentially a crime. That's how bad it was. Fucking hell. And then, yeah, today, past few days, it's been stinking hot. We got to 37, 38 degrees on Saturday. It was stinking hot. So it was basically just stay inside, don't let the kids out. Uh, so we just went to a friend's. And then, yeah, we're getting ready for a little dance recital. Hiccups has her first dance recital. Oh, it's going to be terrible. I know I've paid so much money for her to do this. Oh, the four-year-old going on the stage, just basically tapping her foot like a moron. I love her. She's going to listen back to this one day. She'll listen back to all these episodes and go, I hate you, father. I hate you so much. Oh, I'm such a great dad, aren't I? Oh, ridiculous. So what have I been playing? Solely Paper Mario N64. I've been playing that. I managed, oh, I managed to get some Alien Syndrome done as well. Alien Syndrome got done. Um, that was done very quickly at the beginning of the week. Uh, Paper Mario 64 has been finished. I finished it yesterday. All done. So Paper Mario N64, we do have a guest. That is going to be done in the near future. I am looking forward to that. I really am. So, I've been talking long enough. I've been nattering on. It's time to get your thoughts. And then we will be going into Mario RPG. So Captain N just simply says, I couldn't agree more. True. Chris Copleen says, Captain N makes a good point about this being a great game for Babby's first RPG. Don't think he said that. I don't think he said that. You're like modern day journalism. You're making things more than what the original statement said. You are a bad man, Chris Copleen. You are what's wrong with the world. You really are. All right, we have been going on for a while. Let's get into this, shall we? I am going to put some music on. 
And when I come back, me and Captain N from the Retrotopia podcast are going to be talking about Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, which came out for the Super Nintendo in North America on May 13th, 1996. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to the show is my lovely friend, Captain N. How are you? I think, what, I've returned three times in the last 20 minutes now? <laughs> so he much has, for technology. He's like, he's like mega Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we no, were trying uh... to use another one, but it's not worked. So, yeah, so he's had to rise from the dead multiple times. Yeah, my, my Wi-Fi and your Wi-Fi have to take connecting flights to meet up, so it's just too slow, so we went back to the old system. Yeah, unfortunately, Canada and Australia are like, no! It, it is mental, though. It, I always still find that mental, that we can have a conversation the other side of the planet from each other, and it's, like, seamless. It just blows my mind. Yeah, like, ten years ago, this really wasn't even possible. Well, maybe 20 now, but... You know, yeah. Not been a long time since uh, over the internet talking, you know, me calling you would cost me an arm and a leg and three children just to uh, make a long distance <laughs> call. But now it's just seamless. How many kids do you have? Uh, just one left. One left. <laughs> yeah, I made a, I made too many calls to Britain. <laughs> what do you mean Danny's in Australia now? What? Put out your uh, arm, son. Okay, Daddy. <laughs> You're going to go live with the king. <laughs> He just he just takes the essence of little children to keep himself young enough to outlive his mother. That's probably how like Queen Elizabeth went to like ninety eight. That's how she <laughs> <Yeah>. did it. <laughs> All those corgis. She feeds off children and corgis. <laughs> and then we'll get on to Mario RPG in a minute. What was it? Have you ever seen is it Christopher Reeve, the South Park episode? Where he was oh, just Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> the he's eating the uh, fetuses there and he's getting his ability to walk back like that's oh, just way out of left field oh just sitting there the queen just said where's my fetus <laughs> Charles yeah the problem was they couldn't find a healthy enough child there for her to outlive the, uh, the last year yeah that's how she died that's the reason why she died people there wasn't enough fetuses in the world it's because America <laughs> didn't America um, banned abortions that's where it was <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. Take that. It was all a coup against the British Empire. Oh, they get us in the end. Right, okay, enough about fetuses. <laughs> yeah, enough about the British Kingdom. Let's talk about the Mushroom Kingdom. Let's talk about the Mushroom Kingdom. Segway. We are talking Mario RPG. Now, we've essentially, this has been like a, a quick fire, not quick fire, but rapidly coming out, because normally I have my episodes banked, but this one we're like, no, quick, it's got to come out now. Um, yeah, it's hot right now. It's hot right now, because obviously the rebate came out. Now, I have never played the original, and the reason is people want to say, well, why are you playing the original? Because the remake is very, very close. Very it's close. well done. They added some stuff to the original that kind of um, made it a little bit easier, but uh, there's a certain charm to the original. 
There is. And it is an amazing thing when you think about it. It's like, holy shit, this was made by Square Enix. Well, Square Soft at the time. Like, yeah. Imagine where this series could have gone if basically Square hadn't have been bitchy with Nintendo. It would have been, it could have carried on. Yeah, and the creator of this game actually said his um his he wants his retirement game to be a direct sequel to this game. It it just came out recently. Yeah, and I know I know Paper Mario um was meant to be done by Square, but they were too yeah. busy with Final Fantasy VII, so they decided no, I'm not getting involved in this. But I... yeah, it's a shame Final Fantasy VII is never heard of again. No, we never hear about Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. It's just you know who who gives a shit about that game. And like the art style is is what is unique, I think, about this game. Uh, it reminds me every time I see it, the original. It reminds me of Donkey Kong. Has yeah, and feel. it uses the same isometric three D uh, characters, you know, that the Super Nintendo was able to do, which is actually insanely advanced for its time. Oh yeah, it, well, it was right at the end, wasn't it? it? Was right at the end of the system's era because, as we said, the PlayStation came out pretty soon after that. And uh, it basically shows this game is it, it's beautiful. It is a very beautiful game. It really is. Oh, I love this game. Like, and out of all the games I've played in my life, this one stands out to me as one of the best looking games of any generation. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm sad I missed out as a kid because I never I I knew of Mario RPG. I don't know if it was available. Was it available in Britain? I don't think I've ever seen it. I should actually. Um... Was it even available in Britain? It wasn't. Japan, uh, Japan, 1996, and uh, North America, 96, and then first time I think was 2008 in the uh, EU and Australia. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why. So I just yeah, there was no way we were getting hold of it because it was always one of those like, oh, that game looks so cool. Yeah, that's and like a I big was... fu to the entire side of the world. Yeah, it is, and I think maybe because it. RPGs were still at that time, like, ooh, we're not sure about it, we're not sure, like, look at Final Fantasies, the, the history with them. I think it should have been maybe, well, I suppose it was probably too late to be released, because by the time, like, Final Fantasy VII exploded the market, Square yeah. and Nintendo were at that stage where we don't like each other anymore, so they're never going to re-release this game, were they? They never think, oh, shit, that's, that's, that, that's going to come out. So, yeah, and I think this game was right around that era where RPGs were like just starting to get popular there, right before the explosion of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly, right before the explosion of Final Fantasy VII. And it's a shame because I said I would have loved to play this. I would have had a great fun playing this. But it, yeah, I said it's a very, very beautiful looking game. Um, and I just think you know what I want to. I wish I'd played it. But the, the, essentially, it, it is a very basic RPG. We should be saying that, although you know it's not as complex as other ones. It's just it's, but it's a nice little story. I think it's 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 quite a compact little story. And I've heard people complaining already about how the the remake is a lot. Well, it's too much money for what you get. And I'm like, well. I don't think it is really. If I paid like sixty dollars back then, even for the original, because you can finish this game in about like what ten, twelve hours. I was like, this is yeah. this is a good little time. No, it's um, I I played both versions. Obviously, I played the original many, many times, and then I just finished the uh, remake there, and 
you get your bang for your buck in my opinion like it, you you're paying for essentially an updated super mario rpg and this game didn't need a lot change to it to make it better in fact everything no. they did change to it doesn't really enhance the experience it just makes it slightly different yeah it does it makes it and that's the thing slightly different and because this game was was pure as it was and it did the job what it needed to do there and then um now with this game essentially it is an rpg so people are like oh, what mario is not used to rpgs and he's not and this yeah, is a mario the guy who's done every sport on the planet go-karting um what else has he done but basically he's done every other golf. genre on the planet oh no he's not rpgs no, he's not RPG. He's done golf. He's done medicine illegally. Yeah, like... He's done go karting, but he hadn't yeah. then gone into the world of RPGs. So it is that It's a very, very basic one. Um, don't be. You're not expecting huge numbers as you would with like most RPGs now. It's like the yeah. nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Um, but the unique thing about this game is the essentially the what would you say the timing system. That's what yeah, makes this thing stand out. Yeah. yeah. So. When you attack an enemy, if you could time, you can press A again. If you could time it right, you can do more damage to them. Likewise, if when they hit, if you could time an A press, you can actually defend it and don't take any damage. That was very unique for the time, and I can't yeah. think of many games that did that at the time. Um, Final Fantasy VIII, I, well, I guess that's way in the future. Eight, but no, yeah, eight, you're right. We? A lot of games... Yeah, Final Fantasy VIII had a thing where if you swung the sword and you hit the, uh, I think it was like the R1 button at the right time, you'd get like an extra little kick in your uh, hit. Ah, I never knew that. Yeah, and that's coming from a guy who doesn't like Final Fantasy VIII, so get on it, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, what no, do but, I know? Yeah, the nice thing about this game was um, even though you had to be like perfect timing for the zeros or the biggest, you know, a hit you could do there was also like that little forgiving zone where you'd reduce the damage but you wouldn't uh it wouldn't be zero but it wouldn't be full damage yeah so you could I'm, mess up a little bit yeah you could mess up a little bit because if you look at games like sea of stars that's like probably uh, well that's probably a good influence now because that is very much time based and and i think that's taking a direct influence from mario rpg but it also yeah. means that every battle kind of means something rather than just sitting there tapping away going all right okay you can actually yeah, now <laughs> be be involved the whole time you've got you've well, got reminds me you of uh, reminds me of final fantasy 4 or final fantasy 2 on the super nintendo you could just like hold the a button down and you know go eat a sandwich or something because you have all your commands just you know set up with memory there and it would just cycle through them as long as you're holding the a button so it's nice yeah. in this game that you kind of have to look at the controller and think about what you're going to do. Yeah, you actually got to think, oh, shit, what needs to be done? Unlike with Final Fantasy IV, imagine that you go off and do a sandwich and the control slips. You're like, oh, shit, shit, oh, what have yeah. I done? <laughs> then it just sits yes. there on the menu and waits for you to get back. Or you like every because Final Fantasy IV could be brutal at some point, especially towards oh, the end yeah. of Final Fantasy IV is brutal. It's like, oh, you fight a dragon. Oh, you die. Oh, that's an hour's hour gone. Bastards shit yeah and that's actually a nice thing about this game too is you guys you have save points at good intervals yes you do the save points are plentiful like in the uh, remake it's like literally you walk through a door you save uh so fuck the save points i don't even know why they're there because like we save everywhere but this game they put them in nice little spots so often you know when you see a save point a boss is coming like literally the next door 
and yeah. you can just walk in and it's boss time. And I, I liked it. I loved it. It, it, it. Look, it's a short little adventure. It's a short little adventure. I finished it in about 12 hours, everything. I did everything and had a great time. And, the, yeah, and you, I just it, have it, the uh, special bosses to do. So in so we'll go we'll go through that at some point because we yeah, do want to talk about the bosses. But there is yeah. a plot and the plot to this game is very unique. Where it starts following the usual Mario and Bowser, you know, Bowser's stolen and um, Princess Peach and Mario's gone to save her and it follows that usual thing where Mario beats Bowser. But in this instance, uh, a giant sword comes from the sky and obliterates the castle and you're like ah shit and bowser's been kicked out of his fortress and it's actually a new baddie called smithy he has taken over with all his minions kicked bowser out and and broken the star road to do it and mario has basically been tasked with trying to get all the star pieces to basically save star road and kick smithy out of bowser's house that's the plot yeah, and I love how this game starts. I love how it's a familiar Mario go save the princess classic plot line. It's not let's try to make a whole new story from scratch. They kind of yeah interrupt the original story to start a new story. They do, and it's and just but what makes oh go on. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say it makes the game very familiar right off the hop. Yeah, it does, and because I think some people could be scared about doing a Mario RPG, but it has that feel of Mario immediately, like not just for his character designs, but also like Mario could jump, and that little boop boop boop, just everything is Mario, so you know yeah. this, and so Mario's basically on his little, he gets, he has to try and recover star pieces, but on the way he can find party members and the party yay. members in this one say, yay, everyone, need, everyone needs a party with RPG. <laughs> and the, the first one he finds is a cloud person called Mallow. Now, <laughs> how do you feel about Mallow? You remember first time we talked over Chrono Trigger, I said every RPG has that character that you just will not like. Correct. That's Mallow. <laughs> and I think that I actually is... referenced Mallow in that episode. Yeah, Mallow Mallow isn't liked. He's just a dumbass. Um and like I'm not going to spoil his backstory, but I was like oh, for fuck's sake, he is a dumbass. Well, he's he's weak in his attacks and his health uh, healing ability is only useful until you get Peach. Yeah, yeah, cuz basically uh, once you get Peach it's like Mallow, shut up. I don't like yeah. you, Mallow, anymore. Because yeah, he's your... go sit in the background. You go sit in the background, because he's your mage. He, Mallow is your mage, and he, he's useful to a point. Like, I think I used him... I didn't use him that often. In the remake, I did, because I needed him for some of the future bosses. But during the rest of the game, I was like, nah, nah, don't need you. Uh, you can just sit in the back, because he's just a piss. Like, yeah, I never used him once in the remake, outside of when I had to. Yeah, that's that's how you should it should be. Never use him unless you have to. That's probably yeah. the, the like best his bit. like I said. As soon as I got Peach, his healing became useless. His special attack isn't well that special, and his puncher, his symbol attack when he uses the symbols there is just so Shit. what. Like yeah. it, when you level up, you have to pick one of three attributes, and you have to spam him into the attack just to make him useful at the beginning of the game. See, I didn't. I just kept making in magic. I do like that. Yeah. So every time you level up, you get a choice of do you want to imp- imp- like increase your attack, 
uh, or attack and defense, HP, or magic defense and magic attack. I just kept. Yeah. Like, he's. I was like, he's a magic guy. Fuck it. Just keep doing his attack and uh, magic attack. Well, that that uh, goes down with the fighting. I didn't use specials that often. Like even in, from the original to the remake, didn't matter. I would very rarely use specials unless I had to on certain enemies. Yeah, just use the attack. Everything. Yeah, just, be- just use attack. Yeah, the timing of the attack, it made it way more effective, and then eventually you're going to get, like, better weapons, and then your special attacks do less damage than your uh, perfect hit attacks. Yeah, and I like that. The timing just made it so good, because when you get a good timing attack, oh my god, it's like, yes, damage! Damage! And eventually it becomes, like, a, a muscle memory thing, too. So, like, if you have a shell and Mario, he'll kick it up, and then you have to hit the button again when he actually physically kicks it forward. Yeah. It almost becomes yeah. this uh, rhythmic timing thing. And, uh, when you change weapons, you have to relearn that timing. Yeah, you do. And that's, sort of like, because Mario, yeah, he has a shell, and most of the time he has a hammer, but there's one weapon he just punches someone where Bowser... Well, we'll talk about Bowser in a bit. He's got like a claw, then he's got a chomp. Yeah, you have to relearn everything. You're like, oh, for God's sake, this is a pain in the ass. So, yeah, try and fight an enemy before, like a few enemies before you go straight into a boss with it. Because, yeah, you know, that little button press you need. When you get used to a certain weapon, then you get the upgrade there, and you're just like, ah, it's fucking frustrating. And, yeah, yeah, and you're like, shit, give me the old weapon, but you know, gotta stick with the new weapons. So, so we've kind of gone off a tangent. We talk about Mallow, but Mallow, <laughs> yeah. fucking see, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit well, about Mallow? No. Yeah, one. exactly. Which is why we went on a tangent so we can kind of yada yada over him. Exactly, it's the best thing. So the next character you get is Gino. Now Gino, Gino is basically a little star man who is taken over the body of a toy, and after playing this, I. I I'm still not one of those Gino for Smash, but I can understand See, uh, why he has that reputation. As an original character, I'm a big fan of Gino because he actually has an interesting backstory. Unlike Mallow, who's a sniveling coward, like Gino comes down, he's there on a mission to get those stars back, and he takes over that toy. And he's actually a very well, he's a useful character too, with his special and as an attack. But, yeah, um, he he's the most interesting character in the game, I, I think. I, I, it makes me laugh because like he's a toy, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Does does the mum of the the little boy or little child who had that toy know <laughs> that this thing is full of guns? Yeah, and thank God that uh, the star person didn't land in mum's dresser. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I'm Gino. <laughs> Vibration attack. <laughs> now we're back in a South Park game. <laughs> Gino used thrust. <laughs> Did you, oh, we've already uh, like jumped over a little bit, but there's a part in the Mushroom Kingdom, and I'm I'm way off topic right now. But uh, when you first go there, if you go into Princess Peach's room and you look at the right side of the fireplace, it'll say something along the lines of uh, "You found Princess Peach's something," but it never says what it is. But it's kind of like hidden behind the fireplace. Oh, I heard about so, this. I never saw it. It's like XXX. Yeah, it, uh, it sparks a cutscene, like a quick little cutscene in the new one there, but you snooping around. Oh, uh, God. They, they definitely, they knew what they meant there, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, one for the adult. Oh, that's what ah. it is. It's, uh, it's just found toadstools, question mark, question mark, question mark. 
Oh my god, that is definitely yeah. a. Bzz, bzz. Yeah, so you found her mushroom vibrator. You found her mushroom vibrator. Yeah, her little oh. toadstool. Oh my god, that's <laughs> incredible. Okay, if I never knew about this until after I'd actually finished the game, and I was like, ah, oh, did they leave it in the um, remake? Yep. Oh, actually, they they change it a little bit. So instead of just like a little uh, pop up of text, one of the servants will come in and tell you to stop snooping. <laughs> yeah, I haven't cleaned it. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if it still smells like fish. You will put it back. <laughs> or it smells like mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like shit. Where oh. mushrooms grow. <laughs> oh, this is this is why this show is not for adults. We tell you kids, this is, I'm not to blame if you play this in front of your kids. And some kids going, "Mommy, what's a mushroom dildo?" <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, oh, why does Peach God. always have a smile on her face? She does. That's, <laughs> that's why she always wears a dress. <laughs> oh man! Oh, okay, Peach, it's you know thirty what? degrees outside. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's breezy down here, if you know what I mean. Oh, so basically this game has now been ruined for everybody. Um, so yeah, G Gino is, yeah, I can understand why people like him and I can understand how he'd e he would easily jump into Smash. His guns yeah, make him he a has the easy move character. List. Yeah, his move list. I was sitting there going, yeah, yeah, he could. And I often use Gino as one of my main party members. He would start battles because he had the ability to power up attacks. So it's yeah. like, make sure he could power up Mario, power up, Mar uh, power up Mario, power up Bowser, and then jump into the back. That's how it would work. That I would just switch with Peach. And it's like, that done. That's me done. I would use him up until the point I needed Peach there to start healing people. And yeah. again, I didn't use the buffs or anything like that. Like I stuck or stayed away from the specials and saved the uh, flower points for healing. So yes. I would just attack with him. And he's pretty strong. Like his attack is... Probably on par, if not better, than Bowser's. Yeah, he was kind of similar to Bowser. Like, I preferred Bowser just for aesthetic, you know, because it's Bowser. But he was handy to have, and I said, yeah, I, I thought Bowser could take hits a little bit better. So that's why I would just often switch and uh, keep Gino out and put Peach in once the setup was done. Uh, and then, you know, Mallow is only brought in for extreme situations. But I can understand, like, with Gino, his popularity. Like, he is, as you said, he's on a mission. He's like, I need to do shit. I need to get this done. Um, but he's not as... Bowser's still the best character in this game. By a f long shot, yeah. Bowser is incredible. The most comedic character. Like, he's definitely interesting because you bump into him a few times before you get him. Yeah. And he, his personality is so funny. Like, at one point, he's, like, sitting there going, oh, shit, it's Mario. Oh, what, what do I say to Mario? And he's like, do I do this? Do I do this? And it showed a diff, completely different side to Bowser. And this is why I go back to I wish I'd played this game when it came out because I'd never seen that side of Bowser. Now I have prior to this game you know, being re-released, whatever, because we I knew of other things. But it would have been great to see it back then because it really is that comedic side, and he's just a—he's not a big monster that he thinks he is. He is just quite lonely, really. He just wants friends. Yeah, and it was a great way to uh, write Bowser into the story without, you know, kind of diffusing the conflict between him and Mario. You know, Bowser trying to save face by making Mario part of the Koopa Troopers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he, he he loses his Koopa Troopers. They all start leaving him. Um, like the wall, he's lost the wall with Smithy 
and points from the adventure he actually like, meets up with his comrades and rather than like getting angry with him he's like no you do you it's okay and you can see like oh my god bowser's emotional what's going yeah, on he's like he's actually a good boss like you'd always think he'd be a bad boss but uh no it says true colors are he probably pays good and uh respects his employees yeah i think he i think that basically shows he really respects his his colleagues like look at the super mario film they all love him they absolutely oh, yeah. everyone loves him in that film so i don't think he's a terrifying boss i think everyone okay he did kill one cooper and made him a dry bones but i think everyone loves him so i don't see what the issue is great boss great guy just i'd have a beer with him uh, uh, do you know what i would have a beer with him I think he he's great fun, and then the whole time he's like to Mario, "Yeah, you're all part of my crew." It's not yeah. like I'm joining the guy. Yo, you're actually part of the minions. You're now the Cooper minions. I was like, just so well done. And as a character, I said, "Yeah, he's a bulky one." I'd always put him in attack and defense, and I just had him on the front lines all the time. And I thought his timing with his his final weapon was like a claw. I was like, "Oh, he's easy. He's easy to get the timing right." So I couldn't. Complain. Yeah, the one his I didn't like is when he pitched Mario. Oh, yeah, he throws yeah. Mario. Shit, yeah. I like, that's classic. It's like, get a bitch. Uh, but the timing on that one's a little wonky there, so that's the one I had the hardest time, because if Mario had a status effect on him, he'd throw a Mario doll instead. Oh, he would. Yeah. I thought that was a unique little thing. It's like, that's quite cool. That is quite, yeah, because Mario himself's useless. Like, he's got he's scared or he's poisoned. He's like, no, fuck this. I'll just get a doll, which makes me think, where the hell have you got that doll from? What Did you keep them with you? And then you shell. Yeah, probably. You know, he sits there. You ever see that scene in Space Wars where uh, the Emperor is playing with the uh, the dolls and it's like, did you see me play with my dolls? <laughs> no, sir. Good. You ever seen uh, oh Spaceballs? Spaceball. That is such a good film. Comb the desert. Okay, we're combing the desert. God, yeah. I gotta watch oh, that again. It's been, a, been years. If no one's watched Spaceballs, go watch Spaceballs. It's just genius. If you get the countdown, then comb the desert. What a reference that is. Oh, my God, what a film. So good. And oh, then and the final shit. The final character you get is Peach. And, yeah, she's basically the healer. Like, there's no other way to say what Peach is, but her healing is broken, I think, in this game. It's so yeah. busted. Like... I don't remember getting so many flowers in the original game. And this game, I had almost 80, 85 uh, flower points. And I would actually save them to use them to replenish my flower uh, points when I needed to. Yeah. Because I just had so many that it was just pointless to just use them all at once. Yeah, because it was, it was basically, yeah, just keep them. Just keep using keep You don't really need them. And Peach was just there. Like, she could heal off loads of damage. She could heal all statuses straight away. I was like, oh. Well, yeah, her healing does status healing at the same time. So she does a group heal or the group hug. Yeah. And it yeah. heals that and the statuses, which makes you pretty much invincible. Yeah, and she's so good. The problem is she just doesn't do as much attack compared to everybody else. Now, you, yeah. You, you've just mentioned an interesting thing with flower power. Now, flower power is basically your MP. And that lets you use your abilities. But this is the the interesting thing is that it's shared between the group. So everyone gets from the same pool, which is like, ooh, that, that puts a different twist on things. So again, I'm not used to that. I'm used to everyone having their own. But now it's like, oh, hang on. You can't just go like using Mallow's magic, you know, hammy, because some of the abilities rack up a lot of flower power eventually. 
So you just can't, because you're like, oh, hang on, I need some of that for Peach. Peach needs to heal. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons I didn't use anybody else's special very often is because I was saving it for Peach. Yeah, Peach, uh, Peach needs it. She needs it. And it, it's, it's Peach is just great. Like in that final battle I had, like the, the final boss, she was just so handy to have. And what you can do is, well, again, with this game, it very much is like Final Fantasy X. You could switch out your buddies. So it's like, I like that. I like the fact you can switch out. Not like as much as you can with Final Fantasy X, because that was kind of like, oh, we're in, we're out, hokey pokey style. But you could switch. So when you had your perfect setup, I was like, okay, I need to bring Mallow in, unfortunately. You could bring Mallow in. And he just crack on. And I liked it. I, I liked that system. It took a while for me to get used to, but once I did, I was like, okay. And I should also say, everyone gets experience regardless. Thank fuck. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't remember being able to switch characters on the original, but it might have just been something I forgot about. Or maybe this is a... Hang on. Maybe this is like a... I'm trying to look it up now but i don't remember switching characters in battle on the original but it makes sense that you'd be able to because they have to make you want to play with mallow somehow even tricking you into it oh no i chose <laughs> mallow by accident oh i gotta wait till next turn to get rid of him yeah oh shit uh i have to check that actually because yeah there are yeah. some things like in, in the in the remake one of the things that was new was when you hit a timed attack it does spread damage which was so you could hit everybody else so it really tried to encourage it and it also had like a triple attack that was new to the uh rpg sorry the, the remake which i will talk about in dlc so you didn't have like these big booming attacks but battles never seemed to go on that long i said it was it was trying to be like a kid's first rpg but it was, like, I love the fact with the plot. Like, I said, it's not a long game. And you were literally going from A to B to C to D really quickly. Like, this story yeah. really progresses. And that's what makes a great RPG is, you know, there's not a lot of downtime. You don't have, like, this block of action and then the next two, three hours is you just going through text. This one just jumps from point A to point B to point C and just keeps the story going. Yeah, it really, and you are moving from literally zone to zone to zone. And although it's M Mushroom Kingdom, like these are places you've never been to before. Like Square was like, right, we'll take the basic Mario properties and then we're just going to make our own plot because there are so many elements, so many places, that has, and bosses like, I've never heard of these characters and you'll never hear them again. Yeah. And, and that's oh, just absolutely fine by me. Like, like I said, yeah. it feels familiar as a Mario game, but goddamn, is it just good enough to be its own little story? Yeah, that's the thing. You could have changed. You could have changed the names. You could have put like I don't know, you know, person A and ch or person A to, to to person B, person C to get rid of Mario Peach and and Bowser, and you could have had your own little game because that's how kind of different it does feel. But at the same time, it's not a bad thing. Like it, it didn't bother me to go. Oh, okay, this doesn't really feel Mario. -y. I was like, I'm actually not that bothered. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the adventure I'm having. I'm enjoying the world I'm in. So that's a, that's a really well done. To be fair, from yeah. Square. That again, it, this was when Square was just peaking their uh, RPG performance, and they were just nailing it time after time after time. And they did it again in this one. Yeah, they really did. Now, some of the bosses in this game. Uh, no. are in what was that oh 
No, no, there's there's a, a particular uh, boss I, I have a, a, an opinion on, I guess I'll call it, but I'll wait till you get to that one. Is it Valentina? No, no, it's it's the Axum Rangers. Oh, oh yeah, the okay, the Axum Rangers. So there, there are numerous bosses. Again, you will the only boss that you probably recognize is for, you have to fight Bowser at some point at the beginning. Um, you have to face a Cooper Troop, or the Hammer Brothers, because that's how Mario gets his hammer. But apart from that, get used to not fighting any Mario characters whatsoever. It's all which makes all- sense because they're all working for Smithy. They're all working for Smithy. Actually, no, there is a Mario boss. I tell a lie. Someone's going to caught me and go, no, there is a Mario boss. Um, so the, you fight bosses. There are a lot of bosses in this game. There are a hell of a lot of bosses. And again, that's good because you want to keep going. And yeah, they all fall under Smithy. And it, basically what you'll do is each of the is it seven, yeah, seven stars, there's always like a little, you, you do a little quest line and that's basically accumulated by a boss. Um. Most One times. Most times. So there's a boss you fight called Bellum, Bellum, which is like this weird fucked up four-eyed dog thing. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck I was wondering is that? how you're going to describe that. I'd say it's a yellow four-eyed fucked up dog thing with four horns. Like, that's probably the best way I can describe it. Big old tongue on him. Yeah, you know, he basically, his thing is, he eats the opponents, spits them out and makes a clone. I was like, okay, I like that. And you gotta destroy clones, I, but he was just—he was—you had to chase him round, um, and yes, basically steal. Well, get the star back off him because he's bloody stole it. Um, the some of the bosses they okay. I'm just gonna just cut to the great. Valentina is the one which gets me a little bit. Valentina because she takes over Mallow's home kingdom, right now. And when you say she, gets to you, mean like you you dislike her, or she's just you know the hardest, or like. No, no, no. I, 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 the thing. Get emotional. It's well, I'm emotional because (laughs) I didn't get to experience this in the remake. So Square knew what they were doing. Put it like that when they made this boss, because it's this. She's this tall, slim, pink lady. However, because it's an because it's JRPG, she got boobies and they put booby motion jiggle. Yeah, and, you know, boob physics was very, very hot back then. They put boob physics, and it's, like, not even, like, a little bit. It's ridiculous boob physics. I mean, that's that's silly. What are you doing? <laughs> but There's then, a the, guy no, whose yeah. entire job was to actually go out and record and check out boobs as they bounce <laughs> and make sure it's spot on perfect. Get me booby he, physics. Yeah, he got paid $2 a year, but it didn't matter because he loved his job. He loved his job. He did love his job. And unfortunately, when it came to the remake, they re- they got rid of the booby physics. I was like, oh, oh, why did you do that? And yeah, I was like a bit annoyed by that. But some of the other <laughs> bosses I, I, were, I thought were quite cool. I like Booster, who was like kind of like a war- little Wario. Um, Booster was and wasn't a boss. You don't actually fight Booster. No, you don't. He's just a... I don't even know what he was. He was just a guy after a, a wife, wasn't he? That's, I think that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, he's just like a man-child there. And his, his tower is actually my favorite level in the game. Oh, is he? But, yeah, but um, he... Yeah, he found Princess. She landed on his balcony or whatever. And he wants to have a wedding because it sounds fun. And then 
when you actually get to a point where you're supposed to fight him, you fight the wedding cake instead. So you never Which fight Booster. Which is Booster. awesome. Which is so good, you fight the wedding cake. Of course, wedding cake is a dangerous food. It is, and you get... I'll talk about the humour of this game later, but yeah, you have to fight the wedding cake, which is just ridiculous. There's um, an interesting fight. I think you fight a one-on-one with this shark man called Jonathan Jones, and he yeah, just and... wants to fight Mario one-on-one, which I thought, that's quite cool. Yeah, and he becomes uh, his Mario's ally shortly after. So, you know, he's like a pirate with honour. So he yeah. challenges yeah. you for the star. When you beat him, he gives you the star. You know. Yeah, he gives you the star because he, he sees it and he sees like the strength in Mario. And I was like, okay, I like that. And most of Smithy's gang are like metal objects and they all have their little quirks about them. Like one likes bombs. Um, and you, you just know every time you fight a Smithy member, you're getting a star. So if it's a metal thing... And none of them really stood out to me. Um, and I'm not, again, there's a lot of bosses, so I'm not going to go through them all. However, yeah, I do think we do need to talk about the Axum Rangers. I thought the Axum Rangers, because, yeah, you, you mentioned your point. I'll see if we agree with it. Yeah, my point is they were so highly underutilized. You have five yes. boss level enemies. Um, they could have been the main antagonists throughout this entire thing. You know, the first one you fight, like the yellow one, then the black one, then you fight them all sequentially throughout the game, and then you meet them on the mountain. Yeah. That's when their blade ship shows up, and then you fight them all five at a time. You could have saved yourself so much on these pointless other bosses, like the arrow guy for no reason. Yeah. Uh, the bomb guy who, yeah, he was topical inside of the uh, mine, but cares. Yeah, these yeah. Axum Rangers were good characters that they just shoe felt like it was shoehorned in at the end of the game. Yeah, and they are literally in. They literally appear, and they're gone as soon as they. Uh, it's so I've never. They are literally in and out so quick, and it's yeah. such a shame because it is a skit of the Power Rangers. But it would have like I was like, okay, I can see that the lake here and the fact that they do a Power Rangers s thing, you know, getting into the machine. But it would have been so cool for them to actually be in the game. I agree. They're so underused. Yeah. So, so underused. One enemy you fight, uh, Yardovich, and when you beat him, or just before you fight him, I can't remember which point, uh, they make mention of the, uh, where is the uh, blade, gigantic yeah. ship for yeah. the Axum Rangers, and there's no contacts around it, and it that blade doesn't show up and whisk him away, so it's yeah, just... where's that? Like, why mention it if you're not going to show it until later on in the game? Like, they were such good enemies that they really needed more time in the game. Yeah, I, I will 100% agree with you. It was, I was, oh, they're gone. Oh, oh, okay. I, honestly, they all they do is they steal a star, they, you follow them, and then you have a boss, and that's it. That is the yeah. only thing you do with them, and it, they don't even appear later on. You fight, like replicas of them later but it's not them it's just like metal replicas and i was like oh that's a bit shit yeah just like, completely wasted complete yeah and, completely yeah. wasted and if i have one problem with the game and this is why it'll never get a perfect score from me is because they really really missed out on this one yeah i do you know what i agree it would have been again people yeah. could have said oh i mean it would have made the plot longer but even if it's like an extra hour of doing those you know fighting them i would have been fine with that it just boosts oh, the, like the story said, up a little bit. Yeah, if you had them uh, main antagonist, like right from the beginning, you know, one of them finds a star and uh, in the Mushroom Kingdom there, and then you have a boss battle with one of them there, and then 
you know you find a second one as you progress and eventually you fight them all that that's how i believe the game might have actually been a little bit better yeah yeah i think it could have been um but yeah alas maybe we'll see them again i think is there a space for rp uh, mario rpg 2 yes and i think who's to say they don't come back and if square i think it'll all depend on how many sales the rpg the the remake does if it gets a lot of sales i think we'll get a second one simple as that possibly um i I don't disagree with that at all yeah i think well birdo's also in this game birdo just randomly appears i was like okay hello birdo you just you're in an egg and then you just appear yeah "Ah, okay yeah, you just beat the egg until you crack it open, then out comes uh, Birdo, our and famously that... transgender enemy. Yeah, and yeah, there is. He, he just, or she just uh, makes a comment, hits on you a little bit, and then the fight ends. Yeah, weird. It's, again, weird, weird boss. And the yeah, final and that's boss, it. That's the last that... you see of her. And that's the last you see of her. So Smithy is the final boss, and you actually don't even see Smithy until literally right at the end of the game. There's no dialogue, no nothing. You just know he's there. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. That, okay. That's what caught me the first time I played is the sword is actually not Smithy. It's called Exor. Exor. Yeah. Yeah, I and, thought the, the sword was the boss. Because it, makes, it yeah. looks it. It makes sense. Well, they kind of hype it up like Smithy crashed into the castle, blibbity blobbity, and then all of a sudden you get to the sword there, and it's like I'm Exor, the gatekeeper to the Smithy, and it's like why? Yeah, why don't you just like, be the sword? Yeah, like you build it up, you see this sword throughout the entire game. Why was that not the main boss? And maybe afterwards, fall down, you uh, end up fighting the second iteration of Smithy. Yeah, it, it it would have made so much more sense as a cooler enemy because I I thought Smithy was a bit poo, to be honest. Yeah, well, there's like, this was... thing about Smithy you can use Peach to um mute him, and then the lower half of his body doesn't attack, so you just kind of basically kick the crap out of his head for a while, and then keep pause like keep paralyzing his body. Yeah, and then it, it's not it wasn't a hard battle. I wasn't really struggling. No. Um. And yeah, so it was a bit of a disappointment. Now, in the remake, once you've finished the main boss, there is like a post-game to do. And in the remake, you have to go fight all the some of the other characters again. Like, you have to fight Booster, Jonathan Jones, you have to fight the Cake. That's not in the original. The original, there is only one no. extra boss. And it's Culex, who is... <laughs> he's basically a... It's a Final Fantasy character through and through uh he's a final fantasy boss and do you know what a lot of people have been str- saying they're struggling with this i didn't i i did this really quick i haven't fought him in the um in the remake there but in the original he was pretty hard like even uh even if you're like level 20 25 you'd still have a hard time with them so they might have uh you know cheesed him down, down there a little bit just to Actually, uh I, I make him beatable 30. I went, I went all the way to level 30 because I thought it's not that hard to get my experience up. And yeah, I just set up, did my usual thing, and then just went after one of the... Because he has... Culex has like 4,500 HP, but he's got these four crystal enemy, crystal elements. And yeah, they were doing damage, but I was like, oh, Peach is there just to heal it off. And Mario and Bowser are just taking out one of these, these crystal things one at a time. I was like, okay, yeah, okay. one at a time, one at a time. And then once it was like, oh, okay, this is this is not that bad. I, I, I don't know whether it was because I was the level I was at. I don't know. 
Uh, but I've oh, seen. He may have been. Yeah. I don't think he used all his attacks on me. Um, from the sounds of it, I don't think he did because I think some people have said I've seen he used like this attack, and I was like, no, he never used that on me. So maybe I just got lucky. Okay. I, I'm not putting that down to skill. I'm saying I think I just got lucky on it. Maybe you should uh, try a second run through. See, uh, see if you get lucky twice. Yeah, try yeah, again. I like this game. I'd play it again. Uh, but fighting Culex was quite cool because it did feel so Final Fantasy. I was like, what a nice little touch they put that in. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to fight Culex, you need to be a really high level. Although a high level in this game is again max level's thirty, but you do need to be that because and have all the best equipment, like the shell armor and stuff like that. Because you, you'll need it, and getting a lot of the equipment isn't hard. It, it, it again, it's not meant to be a really hard RPG. No, um, it's only Mario's uh, ultimate weapon that you actually have to do a back and forth, and the rest of them are in the uh, last level in the six doors. Um, yeah. If you get, yeah. was it? If you get the ones that aren't the quizzes, you get the um, special weapons of the other four characters. Yes, yeah, so they're there. And again, it's, so they're not hard to obtain. So it, it is pretty easy to do. Now, the one thing I will really praise, like I know I said it's a very quick game, and it is, but the writing of this game is substantial. It's substantial and perfect. They have literally made Mario in a word, like Mario come alive, because Mario is a game that, you know, basically nothing usually happens. It's a very straightforward plot. But in this game, they give so much personality to all the characters, to all the world, and I absolutely loved it. And they managed to do it to Mario without talking, too. So yeah. Mario does a lot of his explanation and actions there, and that's actually, like, a really neat mechanic there to tell a story because you know what's going on, and they're just going to quickly recap it. So Mario's like uh, acting out everything and then he switches to the other characters or mimics what happened. Yeah. And they always have this particular uh, bell tinging music going on in the background. It's brilliant. It, and again, Mario is so, what would be the right word, uh, emotive. Because um, you, you get his point across, like, I was like, I love this. But when you hear some of the dialogue, like there's the, that famous one with the toad who basically says, sorry, I didn't have my bazooka on me today. I, lo I love that. But this, <laughs> the dialogue between uh, Peach and Bowser is just brilliant. Like at one stage, um, I think Bowser, oh, that's outrageous. Who would, who would steal, who would steal something? And Peach is just like looking at him, going, "Bitch, please." <laughs> and yeah, um, it's even the um, the characters, like not just the uh, ones you control, but even some of the other characters were well written as well, and they actually really expressed the story in a good manner. They do, and again, it's it's not hard to do. I, I didn't think it was, again, considering this to be a child's game, they really put the effort into doing that, and every character... Yeah, they didn't met, disrespect the property. No, they definitely didn't okay. disrespect the property at all. Like, even the Axum Rangers, you know, they're not in it for that long, but they managed to put in so much personality in that short little period that they're in. Which is Smithy's what makes me like them so much. Pardon? Like, it makes me like the Axum Rangers yeah. so much because there was so much personality, which is why I feel ripped off that we didn't get more of them. He's literally going to... Do you want me to buy some Axum Rangers toys for you? Yeah, like, you send them up to me because I, I need to sit on the ground and play with them. You're like, this is the full plot of Super Mario RPG now, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh Pink God. Ranger, everybody had a crush on you when we were teenagers. What? <laughs> We all had a we all had a crush on Kimberly. If you don't oh, say yeah. you didn't, you're lying. You're lying. Lying. 
unless you're a woman, then you still had a crush on Kimberly because we know. Exactly. We know. We do know. And, I, <laughs> and again, I love the world they built. I love the plot they built. I love the characters they built. And I just love how the writing was just so clever. It was just brilliant. And again, Square are really yeah. good at that. That self-deprecating you know, bit of fun as well. You having played the uh, remake, you probably didn't know this, but in the original and the battle system, uh, in order to use something like your specials and all that, you actually had to press the... Um, like the X button multiple times. That's how you used him. So when you fight in that bow and arrow guy, yeah, uh, and he he's locking the special and all that, and it's the letters on the controller. Yes. In the original game, uh, you wouldn't hit X to open a menu, then hit A to select something. You'd keep hitting X. And when I played the remake, there's an option to turn it back that way, and it actually made me feel more nostalgic playing the game. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's just the way they do it. So you hit X to open the menu, X to select the uh, attack, and then you hit X to execute it, and then, of course, the A button if it will be the one that you have to do for the timing thing. But same with the I... items. You hit Y to open the menu, Y to select, and Y to uh, execute, right. and then AAA. So okay, when I was playing that... the game, muscle memory kicked in, and I was like, this is actually making me a little more frustrated because I'd keep hitting X like multiple times and open and close yeah. the menu. yeah. So I went through the um, settings and I found two that I particularly liked, one being the original battle system. The other is turning the music back to the original game. Yes, I've heard you could do that as well. I had the remake version because because that's not one thing we've gone through is the music. And the music is beautiful in this game. It's fantastic. One of the best. Yeah, it's again, this is Square all over. Um, They do good music. Square, Square Soft at the time do very good music, yeah. and they 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 have that mix. They say right, okay, Nintendo, like you can do some Mario stuff, and they mix that in perfectly. They really did. Yeah, and the original music is fantastic, but the remake, all fully orchestrated and stuff like that, is just like a a like a level above. But I would be in some levels, and I'd actually be switching back and forth between the music to hear the difference. And the original music is just so well done for a super nintendo game like it's very i I don't want to say the word instrument d because that might piss off like music people but (laughs) like you could actually hear the different instruments inside of this 8-bit midi you know stereo sound file yeah you you could i don't know how to explain it i'm not a music guy i have heard the original soundtrack because um, again, I didn't get to play this, but I do knew of the game, so I've heard some of the music. And yeah, it it is instrumenty. <laughs> Someone's like giving her, you fuckers, you fuckers. Uh, but no, I love it, and I love the soundtrack. And again, that's a praise to Squaresoft for doing what they've done. Um, again, the world they built, the fact that when you run around graphically, it looks awesome. I love the fact that you can. It, there's minimal exploring, but the, what they the exploring you do do is good is great. I was like, well done. Yeah. Like every place has a purpose, so there's no empty space in this game. No, there isn't. And they even put mini game quite a few mini games in as well. I was like, that's just they didn't need to put them in, but they did. And again, that just freshens up the world. And they weren't stupid mini games either. They were quite a little bit of fun. Break it up, make it a little bit different. Like ones where you can um you have to hide behind a curtain or you have to or you have to pretend to be a statue silly little things like that but they were just they just take you out of the of the game for a minute and i was like this is great love it love it 
I love the statue one just for the song they play at the time. The uh, the bird goes with the oh, rhythm. Dodo. Yeah, and that just, oh man, I, I love doing that. I, but I had so many problems because in case you haven't figured it out by now, I'm not musically inclined. So uh, <laughs> I would jump it just, just off beat, just enough to get hit there, and then I'd have to repeat it. So I had to do that like yeah. three, four times. Yeah, because if you do it wrong, you get there and basically he gets he runs out scared and he's like, she's like, what do you mean? It's a statue. Go fucking do it again. And he's like, oh, fucking hell. And you got to do the whole thing again. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm used to rhythm stuff. And I'm like, ah, this is easy. Um, but again, it's not trying to blow your mind. It's not trying to be super difficult. It's just a little bit of an interesting mini game. There's rapids. There's running up a hill. There's the there's the game where, yes, you're hiding behind a curtain. There's a game with the statue on. Something different. Good fun all for it yeah and did you ever go back and repeat any of those uh mini games like uh the first one you go down the waterfall there you can actually repeat that and get some frog coins no, i never did it I twice no i only did the, the games once uh and then that i was like ah that'll do um yeah it was kind of like that'll do me yeah that's an another difference about this game too is the amount of frog coins you can get in the uh remake versus the original the original it was like a rare commodity but in the oh, remake, you had oh, special yeah. enemies that would uh, show up there, be a little bit tougher, but they would give you a frog coin. So for once, I never actually had a problem like stocking up on frog stuff. Yeah, I was going to wonder if that was a, a change they put in. So obviously, yeah, from the sounds of it, it's a bit of a, here's some more frog coins. We want you to do well. Because, yeah, the frog coins help because they get you the double experience item. They get you extra weapons. So you, frog coins can be handy. So I could understand it making them rare in the original may have made things a little bit tougher. Yeah, and like I said, the original, I always, I wouldn't say I had problems, but, you know, I had to go back and uh, level up a little bit. But in this remake there, I actually was skipping enemies because they were too easy by the point I made it to the volcano. Uh, oh, really? I would, yeah, I would wipe out every enemy in uh, one move. Like, every character in my side would have one attack, and then every enemy would be wiped out, and I'd just repeat that process, and it was actually losing my interest a little bit so i just started jumping over enemies hoping to get to a point where i'd actually have a bit of a challenge and yeah it never happened you, yeah because you know, there's no random encounters you basically can just jump over enemies again i like that different feature it would have been blow my mind at the time had i played that when I, if it was in europe because i hadn't played <laughs> chrono trigger i've been used to the typical well, saying that i wasn't an rpg man until the final fantasy 7 so no the playing art mario, mario rpg would have blew my mind anyway um, but yeah, I just look. I, I I think this game is great, and I am upset I never got to play it. Um, I you know can't go back to my past self, so I have to deal with what I have now. Um, but you know I've sucked this game's dick long enough. Have you got anything else? We've been going nearly an hour. Have, have you got anything else you need to talk about this beautiful game with? No, I'm simply going to say this uh, sits pretty high on my list of all-time RPGs. I'd say it's in my top 10 for sure, maybe even in my top 5. Uh, this game does so much well. I, yeah, I'm also, like, I did, most of my RPGs I played was the uh, SNES and PS1 era, so a lot of my top RPGs come out of those two systems. Yeah, and I think Nintendo and Square hit that out of the park. Square were the master of RPGs especially during this period because they were churning out so many of them. And this one was an absolute banger, which was essentially hidden from the majority of the world for a long time. You bastards. Fucking bastards. Not <laughs> to now. us uh, North Americans. We played this game and laughed at you Europeans. Yeah, you bastard. So if you're scoring this out of 10, what are you giving it? 
Well, I'm going to give it a solid 9.5. Like I said, the underutilization of the Maxim Rangers knocks it down half a point, but other than that, it's like near perfect game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm giving it a 9.5 as well. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I know people go, yeah, you played the remake. I know I did, but because the original is so close to the remake, that's why I think I can feel confident giving that score, and I'd still enjoy it just as much. So, yeah, 9.5 stamps all around. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is on a must-play list. Like, if you've never played it, the remake is absolutely fine. But uh, yeah, if you're unsure, I mean, you can still get this on the uh, SNES Classic or the little mini yeah. if you can find one of those, or just go emulate it, because honestly, it's worth the playthrough. It, it is. It is worth because I've got the mini Super Nintendo as well. Um, it's on there, uh, but I was just kind of backlogged. For, I was backlogged for a long time. Um, and then obviously the remake came, it was coming. I was like, oh, okay, that's probably put bed to that one. So I'll go play that one. Um, but yeah, so great game. Everyone should go play it. It's not a long game. You'll have it finished in like maybe two days. And if you blitz through it and you'll have good fun. Um, so yeah. literally that that's it. So Captain N, my friend, I want to say thank you once again for coming on the show. Very, very short notice. So like, quick, quick we got to get this done. So I look forward to having you back here once more where we can chat shit as usual. Oh, yeah. And, uh, anytime you go to Super Nintendo RPG, I'm, I'm pretty much the guy who's played most of them. And I'm not going to say all. There's a few i got to catch up on. Yeah, we will, we'll We'll find you more. We'll find you more you've got to do. So Breath I'll of let Fire 2. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> Breath of Fire. I am on Breath of <laughs> I put down Breath of Fire 2. It's coming, Breath of Fire 2. Don't you worry. It's coming. <laughs> yeah I, right. I still gotta play that but after breath of fire it was um it's hard to get into oh god oh, fucking hell oh god the breath everyone's like where's the breath of fire episode it's coming don't worry all right i'm gonna let you go and i'm gonna go and do daddy duty so i'll speak to you soon my friend and it's been great talking to you as always all right take care danny and that was episode 95 of Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars for Super Nintendo. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you had a good time. Thank you, Captain N, as always. I really look forward to having you back on the show. And everyone, go follow the Retrotopia podcast. I will see you all next week for episode 96. Have a good one. You take care of yourselves. And my name's been Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>